Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. This is your host, Eric Christensen, pharmacist. And today I'm going to cover clozapine. Now I know if you've been listening to the podcast closely, I did cover antipsychotics in the past. But clozapine has so many unique uh, clinical quirks and pearls that you absolutely must know. I definitely wanted to take some time and specifically go this uh, through this medication on its own. So clozapine, because of so many clinical quirks, pearls, warnings, uh, this drug is not used very often and is used pretty much uh, exclusively by specialists, psychiatrists, and things of that nature. However, its ramifications on the potential to uh, cause problems and or interact with other medications is very, very important, which is why I was going to cover it today. And I have seen uh, significant problems uh, come up with clozapine that you definitely need to be aware of and need to monitor. It can definitely be a very powerful medication, very helpful medication uh, in a patient with uh, you know treatment-resistant, treatment-refractory schizophrenia, uh, but we need to know some of those clinical quirks and pearls to, to monitor. So mechanistically, uh, I'm going to cover that quickly here, it is a dopamine antagonist as one of its primary mechanism of actions. Also does have some uh, serotonin 2A antagonist effects as well. Uh, alpha blockade, uh, antihistamine blockade, uh, and anticholinergic activity as well. So important to remember those as far as adverse effect profile goes. So alpha blockade uh, can cause some orthostasis, antihistamine, you know, sedation, things of that nature, uh, anticholinergic effects, dry eyes, dry mouth, uh, and things of, of that nature as well. Uh, so let's cover those boxed warnings. I think it's really, really important uh, that you remember this. And as uh, I was reviewing my information and um, basically re-educating myself, reminding myself of some important things about clozapine, um, I was not aware that there were five boxed warnings. I definitely remembered some of the adverse effects of the, the medications, but I did not realize that there were five boxed warnings on this medication. So number one, uh, this is the one that comes up on pharmacology exams all the time, uh, neutropenia, risk of agranulocytosis. So there is a special uh, REMS program uh, basically to assess the uh, safety versus the risk of the medication um, because severe neutropenia defined as an ANC less than 500 can result in some pretty serious issues. Um, if we don't have an immune functioning immune system, uh, we run the risk of uh, severe infection and potentially death from an infection and that type of thing. So important, important point. Uh, we've got to be monitoring, and this program requires monitoring uh, of that white blood cell count and specifically uh, the absolute neutrophil count. And prescribers 
and pharmacies must be certified um, to dispense this medication and or uh, prescribe this medication. And again, that's what's called a REMS program uh, through the, the FDA. So very, very important thing to remember there. Uh, number two, there is a boxed warning on orthostatic hypotension um, and or bradycardia with clozapine. Now, if you remember mechanistically that alpha antagonism effect, so if you remember alpha blockers, if you want to go back and listen to that podcast, um, those alpha blockers or when you block alpha receptors, it can cause low blood pressure. And I do remember many, many years ago um, within a long-term care facility, uh, there was a, a news report on a nursing home resident that inadvertently received a younger patient's higher dose clozapine. And what ended up happening in that acute toxicity was the patient essentially had cardiovascular collapse and passed away. So again, you know, big doses, rapid increases, that's going to put your patient at risk for orthostasis, low blood pressure, and things of, of that nature. So again, that, that extreme situation that resulted in death was likely a younger refractory uh, schizophrenia type patient that was maybe on a, a higher dose that could tolerate that higher dose that was slowly titrated up to that dose. That dose was given um, to the wrong patient, basically, and in an elderly, frail type patient, um, that dose was obviously intolerable and uh, potentially lethal in that situation. There were some other medications and other factors, um, you know, that I don't know the 100% details, but this definitely um, certainly could have played a, a role in that death. Uh, seizures, another boxed warning. So keep that in mind um, in patients who, you know, you see that they're on phenytoin, you see they're on, you know, maybe Keppra, that type of medication to prevent seizures. If you see clozapine added, uh, that is going to increase their risk of seizures. So certainly uh, important to, to be aware of. And that risk is dose-related. Much like orthostatic hypotension, uh, if you know you use a higher dose, there's more and more likelihood that you could induce a, a seizure. Uh, cardiomyopathy. So if you notice any uh, tachycardia, EKG changes, things of that nature, heart trouble, um, definitely report that back to the person, uh, individual that's prescribing clozapine and or, you know, their primary provider, their cardiologist um, for further assessment workup to see uh, if they feel like clozapine is uh, potentially causing that. So again, another boxed warning there. And then, of course, lastly, we've got the uh, increased uh, mortality in uh, treating patients uh, with dementia-related psychosis in using uh, antipsychotics. So that's kind of a, across the board uh, with all antipsychotics there. So let's take a quick break from our sponsor, meded101.com. Uh, if you in the, the market for resources, um, clinical pharmacy pearls, education, um, board certification for BCPS, uh, ambulatory care, geriatrics, uh, as well as the, the NAPLEX if you're a student, 
Uh, go check out the resources. Support our sponsor, meded101.com. Uh, if you like the, the podcast, Real Life Pharmacology, uh, there's no doubt in my mind you're going to like the, the resources um, provided at that location as well. So go check out meded101.com slash store and uh, check out the resources there and support uh, this podcast as well. So finishing up on drug interactions, we've got a lot to, to cover here as well. And I wanted to start with one really unique one that I have seen cause clinical impacts um, in actual practice. And one of those is smoking. Now that's a really, really unique drug interaction, but smoking actually causes induction of uh, primarily, in this case, CYP1A2. So that's an enzyme that breaks down uh, the drug, clozapine. And when patients smoke, they actually induce that enzyme. So that's going to end up resulting in lower concentrations of clozapine. And I've seen some estimates in the 20 to 40% range for that reduction in concentrations. Now here's the kicker. We want patients to quit smoking. It's very important that they quit smoking due to multiple, multiple health reasons. Uh, however, in that process of sm uh, smoking cessation, once patients quit smoking, that enzyme induction goes away. So that means a patient that was stable on clozapine who has now stopped smoking, they are going to be at increased risk for clozapine toxicity and higher blood concentrations of clozapine. And I absolutely have seen this being a contributing factor uh, to sedation, to orthostasis, things of, of that nature, um, adverse effects from clozapine because they have quit smoking. So very, very important to, to monitor, to assess patients um, who were thinking about quitting smoking and recognizing the fact that if they are on clozapine, those concentrations likely will go up when they stop smoking. So very, very unique uh, drug interaction and something that you know I think you, you need to pay attention to because I, I definitely know a lot of this patient population um, does have trouble with addiction and things of that nature, and, and they very well... Uh, may be smokers um, who are taking uh, clozapine. So important to remember that. Uh, QTC, prolonging agents. I think I covered that a little bit in the antipsychotics uh, section before, but you know your amiodarones, your zofrans, uh, your antibiotics like quinolones and, and macrolides potentially, uh, those are all agents that can add on to that QTC prolonging effect, which clozapine can certainly do as well there. Enzyme inducers, uh, classically I think of the uh, herbal supplement St. John's Wort. So this can certainly uh, bring down concentrations uh, of clozapine when you start that medication. And again, kind of like smoking, if you stop that medication, that supplement, that St. John's Wort, let's say, concentrations can rise and potentially increase the risk of uh, toxicity. Uh, white blood cell... Uh, altering medications. So I have seen a situation where a patient went on chemotherapy 
And, you know, this was a judgment between oncology and the psychiatrist that the, the patient uh, was using there. But chemotherapy can certainly cause a low white blood cell count. And it can be anticipated that it's going to cause that. So um, in that situation, trying to figure out whether it's from clozapine and or chemotherapy uh, is a difficult, difficult task. And we definitely need our, our specialists involved in that clinical decision and figuring out what we should do about that low white blood cell count and what we should do with the medications, uh, potentially the chemotherapy agent and the clozapine that's that's being used. So very, very complex uh, situation, but be aware that both medications can potentially lower that white blood cell count. Uh, a couple of others that may impact, um, cause myelosuppression, lower white blood cell count, lower ANC. Uh, linazolids, a, a medication I've seen, generally going to be more of an issue with chronic use, that type of thing. Um, Carbamazepine is another one uh, that can cause some, some myelosuppression. And again, we may be on the risk of this additive effect if we're using multiple medications um, that can cause uh, ad, uh, adverse effects. A couple other things uh, that I think about with drug interactions. So I mentioned in mechanism of action, uh, the anticholinergic effect. So if you've got the patient on other anticholinergics, that's certainly something to think about. That clozapine is going to add to that potential side effect profile. And then the alpha blocking activity. If you've got somebody on an alpha blocker already, well, yeah, certainly adding clozapine could increase that risk as well or kind of have that additive effect. Something we'd need to, to watch out for and uh, keep an eye on for sure. So hopefully this podcast has been helpful. Uh, if you enjoy the, the show, enjoy listening, uh, leave us a rating review. That's a great, greatly, greatly appreciated all you who's, who have done so on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Uh, also, you can subscribe to the podcast so you'll get an email and uh know when we've got a new episode available. That's at reallifepharmacology.com. And I also give away a free 31-page PDF, top 200 drugs, and I pull out three really, really important clinical pearls uh, that are very highly tested, uh, whether it's your you know, pharmacology cl class or your board exam. Um, definitely pull out some really, really important uh, clinically relevant things um, on that 31-page uh, PDF. So go check that out absolutely for free, no cost to you. Um, just simply an email for following uh, the podcast. And um, I'm going to leave it at that for today. Thanks again so much for listening. Uh, support our sponsor, meded101.com slash store. And we will catch you another day. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.